Good evening. You're listening to K Tahoe. It's time for the bright side with Alexis Robin. Good evening, Jen. Happy evening. Monday. Happy Monday. Beautiful day. Beautiful day. And a little chilly with the wind. I always laugh and think about people who listen to our podcast who don't live in Tahoe. <laughs> I always think they have lots of weather to uh We do have weather to hear at the beginning of each show. Um, so today we're talking about leading with strengths and I've been reading, I'm actually teaching a workshop on this tomorrow, and I've been reading a lot about um, talent management, retention, getting the most out of your talent, that kind of a thing. Oh, that kind of talent. Yeah, talent, yeah. singing and dancing. Not like your, <laughs> yeah, not the underwater basket weaving kind, but your talent meaning your human capital in the workplace. And so one of the things that I work with a lot is the Gallup Strength Finders Assessment. Uh-huh. And it is, um, it's basically an assessment of how you do things in the world. And it talks about your natural strengths. And it, they define a strength as a talent plus a skill plus your knowledge times the amount of time invested developing oh, it. Right? Interesting. So okay. it's there's a formula for this. Yeah, there's formula. So there, so interestingly enough, what, what really it gets down to is like, what is your, what are your natural strengths and talents. What do you? Um, what are you able to uh, to do with relative ease? And what comes naturally to you? What is um, and what energizes you when you do it? So, for example, one of my uh, strengths is called ideation. What's it called? Ideation. Ideation. Like, ideation. Like ideas. Like ideas. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, and basically, this is a strength of people who can connect dots that um, other people don't see between different things, and it's um, and they're idea people. I mean, they come up with things. They're able to um, to come up with ideas, and so. Oftentimes for me, when I hear people talking about a challenge they're having or um, talking about what's going on at work, like ideas just pop in my brain. Uh-huh. And it's almost stronger than me to not share them, right? Like it's, you know, oh, well, have you thought about doing this? Or, ooh, have you ever done that? Or there's, you know, they just come out and it, it doesn't take me any work to generate them. Uh-huh. I don't have to sit there and think like, well, now what would be a good solution? Like it just happens. And... It's just there. You can't just, control it. Yeah, it's just there. And so one of the um, ways that I utilize that strength is that I often get people who will call and say, would you brainstorm a solution with me? Or would you help me come up with something to do that? And I will, um, and I'll share. Or I'll read on Facebook um, in my coaches group. Somebody will throw out a question like, mm-hmm. oh, how would you guys, does anybody know a good way to handle this? Or uh-huh. what would you say to a client who said this? And I will, I'll use my ideation strength to respond. You know, I'll come up with some ideas, I'll think about it, and I'll respond. And it kind of energizes me. It's like I get to do something I'm really good at. So, um, so that's just one example of what a strength is. Now, um, what seems, what I, I, I read another article last night, and it was talking about how a common mistake that people make is that they, they work on things that they have experience in not in things that they're necessarily have a natural strength at or a natural aptitude for. So you think about, you have somebody in your organization who maybe is really good at event planning. And so you assume that because they've done a lot of event planning in their past that they're very good at it. And so you want to put them into a job where they continue to do more of it. And perhaps they weren't very good at it to start with. Or perhaps they, they're, they're good at it, but they just don't like it. It's not very engaging for them. It's, yes, they can do it, and they've had enough experience that they can do it well, but it's not fun. 
It's not interesting. They're not passionate about it. So then you make the mistake of, of kind of pushing someone up the food chain um, in an area that they're not super passionate about. Aww. And over time, it is kind of sad. And it's and it's very unintentional. And in fact, it's not just companies who do this. Individuals do it to themselves. Right? Yeah. So you see people who, like, I've always been in sales, so I'm just going to stay in sales because that's what I know. Or I'm, I've always been in event planning, you know, for to use that same example. So I'm good at that. So that's just what I'll always do. Yeah. I won't think about how I can leverage my strengths in another way. I'll just think about where my experience is. But what you risk is really... Um, disengaging from the work that you're doing or having your your employees disengage from the work that they're doing so and you hear me say this often well I don't know if you hear me say this often but (laughs) I'm guessing you might have but I often tell I I work with a lot of very smart women in my practice and I often hear myself telling them just because you're good at something doesn't mean you should do it that's a good piece of advice right so just because you're good at it if it's not getting you closer to the life you want if it's not inspiring you if you're not passionate about it you know then maybe you shouldn't be doing it right but we get sucked into this like where we want to achieve things we want to be successful we know we could do it well um last year someone called me for a job that was a really kind of cool job locally and asked if i was interested in it and i mean for a minute there i was like woo that sounds really fun but then i asked myself the questions like is this going to get you closer to the life that you want and the answer is no you know so just because you can do something well doesn't mean you should so um so when you're thinking about you know people's experience uh, you definitely want to look at more than just that. And you want to ask the question before as an organization, before you assume that somebody has experience so they must like that. Because a lot of us get sucked into jobs that we never planned on. Uh-huh. Just We just kind of fall into it. And then True. we get good at it because we work at it. Yep. But we never really liked it to begin with. But it was like our first job. Or, and then we just ended up on that trajectory. Right, without much intention. Oh, yeah, that happens. So as a company, you want to be careful to ask people before you assume that because they have a lot of experience in an area that they want to be working in that area. So um, so make sure that you're asking what they're, you know, okay, we see you've done a lot of this. Are you passionate about this or are you just good at it? <laughs> right? I wonder and, what people would look at you like if you act, you know, people were asked that question. Well, and I would say as an individual, you want to be asking yourself the same question as well. Like, okay, I've been doing radio forever. Am I passionate about it or am I just good at it? Right? Like when I hear you and Drew together, I feel like it's very natural and fun and there's some natural strengths that are getting leveraged. Okay. Right? We'll take that's, that for That's my, right? So that's okay. my opinion. <laughs> Whether that's the truth or not, I won't ask you to say on live radio. But... <laughs> Um, but that's what it feels like. I mean, you guys feel like it's very natural. It's fun. You're laughing a lot. Like, it's just not, you know, it doesn't feel like there's a lot of work. Like, a, you have to strain yourself to, to get to that. Okay. Right? So, okay. Um, so you want to think about that. So don't, as a company, as an organization or a leadership team, don't skip the strength conversation and suggest promotions here that are based on people's experience. You want to be having the conversation, what do you think your strengths are and how do you think you could leverage them the best? And a lot of times, don't be surprised if your employees have never thought about this. Yeah. Right? Because there's a lot of people who are like, I don't know. 
And um, and that's a reality is people yeah. don't understand people don't what they're good at or they don't know how to talk about their strengths. Or they're so used to that whole resume thing that they all they do is look back and regurgitate what's on their resume. Well, I did this and I did that. And it's like, well, what are you really good at? Like, what do you love to do? What if you could do it all day? Would you choose? Yeah. Because that's who you want working in a particular job. Exactly. Right? So that's important. So if, um, if you guys, as companies or individuals, are looking at your strengths and passions, you can better leverage the best potential from yourself or your employees. So you think about when you work from a place of your strengths, you're more engaged in what you do. Therefore, when you work, when your employees work from a place of their strengths, they're much more engaged. And what I mean by engaged is they actually care about what they're doing. So a disengaged worker might be somebody who shows up and does the minimum that they have to do to get by without getting fired. And that's happening all over. Oh, like, yeah. I'm telling you, I see it every single day. And it's kind of like, well, who else is going to do it? And so we just let it roll. So how do you go about getting people to work from a place of their strengths. I mean, if you're hearing this for the first time and you're thinking, oh, no, we've only promoted people on experience. We've only asked them what they've done in the past. You know, what do we do now? Help. Don't fret. <laughs> You've got an <laughs> you answer. Know, I've got some answers for you. So, um, so I'm going to kind of look at this through two lenses, right? So once, one as an individual and then one as company. So first we'll, um, I'll give you the ideas for individuals and then um, – and then company. So if you're an individual, the easiest thing you can do is to take a strengths survey okay. and gain some understanding and some language around what your strengths are. Now, the leading surveys out there, there are two. One is the Gallup Strength Finders, and you can actually go to their um, gallupstrengthcenter.com, I believe is the website. And you can buy the assessment for $9.99. I mean, it's 10 bucks, right? Like the assessments that I did way back we're like in the hundreds of dollars so for me i'm like 10 bucks to find out your strengths like total bargain right and full disclosure i don't get any commission or anything on gallup so (laughs) you are not i'm not you know owner of gallup yeah no but um but you could take a strength survey and you can gain the language and understanding they're very um comprehensive they give you a lot of explanation and you can look through there and say like okay now i know what my top five are okay right if you want to if you're a company what you can do is you can actually survey your talent and take an inventory. So if you've got 20 people working for you, you can have them all take the strength survey, find out what all their talents are, and see where you're um, balanced and imbalanced. Like, do you have people across all the spectrums, or are you all in similar strengths? Interesting. Right? Like, where would you want to add? Where would you want to pull from? Do you have somebody who's a total relationship builder who has woo and maximizer and relator in their top strengths and they're doing analytical work? Probably not the best use of their talent. Yeah. You know, they could probably be out spreading your message to the world given the opportunity instead of working, you know, in their own silo on some kind of analytical information. So, um, so survey your talent and take an inventory. Now, the second thing you can do, if this isn't enough, if you get this and you're like, okay, now I have the information, so what What do I do with it? You can hire a coach, right? So you can get somebody who is familiar with the Gallup Strength Finders and or familiar. Um, there's also another survey out there called the VIA, which is free, and that talks about your values in action. And the VIA is more about how you are in the world or to use improper grammar, 
how you be in the world and that gallop is more about how you do in the world okay so it's kind of good to take both yeah i mean i recommend my clients take both just to look at it through a different lens but um but once you do that you can hire a coach to help you identify and name your strengths and figure out you know what is it that um that i'm really good at and that i love to do and let's let's explore that let me play with a few different things let me talk through what i've done that i really loved and have a coach help you extract from that okay what um what those strengths are and what they're hearing and help ask you some questions so you can figure that out as well now on the flip side if you're a company you can do a workshop on this and you can teach your staff about strengths so you can survey your talent and then have them all come together in a workshop and talk about it as a group you know where do we have the most strengths who's good at what who might you ask advice for if you had to write something that you're not familiar with who who in the group might be really good at sharing that message you know that probably somebody with influencing strengths mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so you um so you work through your group and you know and you get everybody speaking the same language and learning how to make incremental improvements to uh to improve the productivity of the whole okay okay so another thing you can do is you can read the book strength finders or strength-based leadership uh, by Tom Rath and partners, and that will give you some good insight as to what all the different strengths are, what they sound like in in action. They have like little paragraphs of people with this strength sound like this, and then they'll have like a, a little verbal thing in there, okay, or a quote that you can listen to what they're saying and say, "Ooh, I totally resonate," or "Oh, that sounds just like my buddy John." Right? That's kind of cool. Yeah. So you could just read the book. I mean, if you're like, you know what, I just want to, I want a little more information, just read the book. Um, and then four, and on the flip side, you can have, if you're a company, you buy the book for your staff and say, go read this or go listen to it on your, I don't know if it's an audio book or not, but you should look into that <laughs> if you don't have time to read. And then uh, four is once you've identified your strengths, so you've, de- you've taken your survey or you've hired a coach, you've figured out what it is that your strengths are, then you can watch for them in action. So start to notice where your strengths show up. So where is your ability to woo people showing up? Where is your ability to um, command showing up? Where do you use your strengths in excellence, right? So you just start to notice where they show up. And then... Once you notice where they show up, you start to look for ways that you could actually build on them and improve them. So like I said in the very beginning of the show, what are some ways that you can build on and improve your strengths? You know, some of the ways that I try to build on my ideation strength is I brainstorm a lot. And I brainstorm with a lot of my clients. Like I like to hire people who aren't sure. And so then I'll say, well, try this on for size. Try that on for size. Um, I also make myself available through different forums on Facebook and stuff to give ideas out. Um, One way I have another client who has ideation and I suggested to him, why don't you go back to your your company and try to find all the people who have ideation strength. And you guys can form a think tank for the organization and so when the organization has problems they can send it to the think tank and these you know five or eight or 20 people can look at it and they can throw out solutions and then the the department that submitted the problem can look at the solutions and choose the one they think is best cool right so yeah how would that be if you had that within your organization probably save you a lot of consultant fees so um so there's lots of ways to do this. Now, if you're a company, once you've inventoried your talent, you can start looking for ways to reallocate what people do 
in order to get the most out of every person who's working for you. Okay. So if you think about, um, if you think about, if you're working for somebody, if you have somebody working for you who's not working from a place of their strengths, it's going to take them a lot more time to do the same things as somebody else who was strong at that. Uh-huh. So imagine if you had all the different job duties deployed across your organization based on people's strengths, they'd all be able to do probably twice as much as they would if they were working in an area that wasn't their strength. So there's a huge ROI here Yeah. to, to take the time to invest in this and look at it. And a lot of companies are a little nervous because it's like, well, I, I can't just make a new, I can't hire a new person to do that. Right, And so it's not necessarily always about just replacing, adding talent. It's about figuring out how can you incrementally, in little tiny nuggets, redeploy certain pieces of certain duties in order uh-huh. to make things more effective. And then over time, you just get better and better and better at it. So, um, so strength-based leadership, leading from a place of your strengths, is a great way to, A, become more engaged in your work, and, B, to improve your output of your employees and their, how they feel about it. So you want happy employees that are highly productive? That's a good Put thing. them in a place where they're working from their strengths, and look out, because you'll be the hottest company on the block. Very good. Yeah, so that's our show for today. This is Alexis Robin. You can find out more at nourishlifecoaching.com. And uh, this is The Bright Side on KTHO, my favorite local Lake Tahoe radio station. Uh And you're our favorite coach. Oh, thanks, Jen. We'll be uh, talking to you again next week, same place, same time. Yep, next week we're talking about getting in control of your to-do list. So bring to-do list on Monday Uh, night. (laughs) Oh, the to-do list. Hey, you have a great week. (laughs) Thanks, Jen. You've been listening to The Bright Side here on KTAHOE.